Okay, what are we going to talk about today is in this, is in here. Let's see, let's see what this is. Oh, let's see what this package is. Thank you, Bob. It says us, not the U.S., us. We talked a little bit about that, and just briefly this morning, on God giving us life. I think that's the ultimate gift. Otherwise, Jesus wouldn't have had to come. I like this quote. It says, God is in his universe, and all is right in the world. Looks like it's fallen apart, but all is right in the world because God is in his universe. Do we believe that? Do we really believe that? If we believe that, we wouldn't be freaking out when we would watch the news. We would just go, Lord, praise be to God. Now this morning, about 2.30 in the morning, I woke up and... Uh, I remembered what we went through yesterday, all the wonderful things that happened, all the people that came through, the peace that was just prevalent. It was so thick you could cut it with a knife. And um, all I could do this morning, and though I have lots of problems, I have a lot of health things going on, weird stuff, family issues, lots that I can ask God about and pray about, I fell on my knees and began to cry out, thank you. I don't need to tell you what I need. I don't need to tell you what's going on. You know already, I'm just going to praise you and thank you Amen. for giving me life. Amen. That's it. Last week I gave you a little bit to chew on. Right? I gave you a little bit to chew on. Receiving Jesus. And that your works determine your belief system. We talked about it. He just even said it. He goes, your soul is what lives. It's your body that follows the soul. So whatever your soul is doing, your body's going to do it. Wherever my mind goes, my body follows. Is that true to you? Do, you? do you think about eating some chocolate or something you know is in the refrigerator? The next thing you know, you're standing in front of the refrigerator. You know you don't want to be there. But you're standing in front of it nonetheless. The Lord gave us life, and he gave us a mind and a soul and a spirit to do with it what he wants us to do with it. We need to be reminded how much God loves us, how much the Lord loves us. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes we're so busy about our life, we forget how much the Lord loves us and gave himself for us through Jesus Christ, and then he created us in his image. He gave us a gift of life, not only physically, but spiritually. He breathed into our flesh, and we became a living soul. So I want to show you a real quick snippet. It's a couple of minutes long. You might have seen it before, a, couple, a year ago when I was speaking on this, but you need to see it again. Because it tells us exactly who we are in this universe. Just a little journey through our solar system. Everyone knows our planets and sort of how we fit in to the story here. You see really quickly that we're not even the biggest deal in our own solar system, but as Earth comes by, 
you have to know tonight that we are living on a privileged planet. Anyone would tell you we're living at one of the most special places, if not the most special place in all of creation. But Neptune comes by in Saturn and then Jupiter and you're like, okay, we're not all that big, even in our own little cul-de-sac. I just noticed the blue dot fading away is not the Earth. That's Neptune. The Earth has gotten too small to see anymore. Sirius comes by. Little plug for satellite radio. Not the biggest star, but the brightest star that we have found so far. Pollux, which we didn't mention. Arcturus. Such a beautifully named one, Regal. But then the one that messed me up. Our third star, Musifi. I just wanted you to be reminded how big we really are in the universe. We just have to remember that Jesus came to this little teeny tiny dot of a planet to save us. How the Lord created us in his image and that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Do we truly believe that? You know, every time I watch that video, it just brings tears to my eyes on the greatness and the majesty of God, how he came to our little planet to save us. Can you really imagine? He is, remember I said earlier, he is God of his universe. That means everything that he has created. And yet, he looks at that little tiny pinhole of a planet and saves it. Think about an ant on this planet. How did he even make an ant? He can't even see the ant, it's so tiny because he's so big. But that's our God. So I'm gonna take you to a little, a little trip through for a few minutes on how we were formed. Genesis 2, 7, it says, and the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils a breath of life and man became a living soul. Our soul is what God looks at. You know, we were talking about it in the Old Testament where it talks a lot about he, this, he, that. He doesn't do this. He can't do that. He has to offer. He, he. There's no she. But where I found it was what he said earlier. The soul. So he doesn't care if you're a male or a female. It's your soul the Lord looks at. Psalm 139, 13 through 14. For thou hast possessed my reins. You have covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows right well. Do you know that your soul knows right well? You know when you're doing something wrong. Right, Becky? We know it. We, we go, ooh, I just said something wrong, I did something wrong, I acted in a wrong way. We know 
we know full well because I am fearfully and wonderfully made in God's image. 1 John 5, 11 through 13, running through a couple of scriptures. And this is the record that God hath given to us, eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He that has the Son has life, and he that has not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And he said a lot in there. It's all about the Son of God. Believe the Son of God. Believe the Son of God. It's the record that God's going to write down in his book. Yep, that person believed Jesus Christ. He's the Son of, he's my Son, and they received me as their Savior. I'm putting them in the Lamb's book of life. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God, us, of course, is Jesus Christ. Our Lord. He gave this body life. Now we all have different bodies. Some have, you know, no roof. Some have lots of roofs. Some are wide. Some are double wide mobile homes. Some are three stories tall. Whatever the building you're in, it's not the building, it's what's inside that God is looking at. He always, and I said this many times, we even say it in Bible study, He looks at your heart. Amen. Last week I talked to you about. What are you doing when Jesus comes back? It's not what you're physically doing. It's where's your heart when Jesus comes back? What are you thinking about? Are you thinking good about the Lord? Are you thinking evil? Life is a gift. And I want to tell you something. Linda Aliota would say this to me all the time. Life is a gift. Every time I turn around, life is a gift. Ever since I've known her, she would say, do you know that, Ron? Did she say that to you? Life is a gift. And I really liked what she said to th today. She didn't say, pray for my kidneys, pray for my eyes, pray for my back. She says, thank you for praying for me, people, for these areas in my life. I give God praise. She's grown. Amen. She's grown. Amen. See, Jesus came to this tiny planet because he loves us. I'm popping this. He gave the ultimate gift of his life to save us, Romans 6.23. He gave us healing, Matthew 9.13. He gave forgiveness. We talked about forgiveness in our Bible study today. Exodus chapter 4 is all about forgiveness. He gave us, and I was listening, Butch. Uh, he gave us the comforter, the Holy Ghost. He gave us justification by our faith in him. He gave us access to the Father. He gave us hope, some patience, he reconciled us, and he gave us love. Now, are those lovely gifts at Christmas time to remember? Or are we looking around at the tree and there's nothing under it? <laughs> you know, my sister passed away two days after Christmas, about, it's been eight years now. It seems like yesterday. When people pass, it just seems like yesterday. Well, she had passed away two days after Christmas. My Christmas was ruined for the next year. I would come home, and the tree is still up, of course, two days after Christmas. The tree is still up. And I'm coming to the house, and the lights are on it, and I'm going, man, I am not happy. I'm not going to have any more good Christmases after this. All I'm going to think about is my sister, and she passed away at Christmas time. Well, God straightened me out. 
He said, do not connect Christmas to the passing of your sister. Don't put the two together. They don't even connect. So I was able to say, forgive me, Lord. You're right. See, I had to go to God and say, Lord, forgive me for the way I was thinking. I was connecting my sister to Christmas. I have an aunt who has 12 children. Six of them die on some holiday. Some kind of accident, weird things happen. She can't celebrate 4th of July. She can't celebrate Easter. She can't celebrate Christmas. You're in a box if you connect the people to a holiday or even a day. You've just got to know it's time for them to go home. It's all. It's not your job to keep them here. So we have a purpose that Jesus came to give us. A purpose and direction. He gave us mercy. He gave us adoption. Now, I don't know. Some people in here have never known their parents. They've been adopted. But the Lord says, if your mother and father forsake you, I will lift you up. You are my kid. He gave us peace and joy. Lots of spiritual gifts. Now, if you look at the scriptures, it talks about spiritual gifts. You know, one of the things that the Pentecostals believe is that in order to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you have to have evidence of speaking in tongues. Well, this pastor don't believe that. I believe that when you receive Christ as your Savior, you have the Holy Ghost. It's up to you to allow Him to work through you. Amen. It's, allow, it's up to you. You can say, no, nope, I don't want to do that. I don't think my husband speaks in tongues. I don't know if anybody else in here that speaks in tongues. Are they less saved than the other people? No. See, we have to look at it that way, that God gives and Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit gives, gifts differing to each people. I think he does that on purpose because he doesn't want us judging one another's gifts. If we all had the same thing, we wouldn't judge each other. See, he wants to see where our heart is. Are we going to judge one another? He gives us joy. He gives us a future. There's a lot of people today that don't think they have a future. Nah, the world's just going to blow up. The war's going to hit. We're just, you know, whatever. Uh, you know what? God's given his people a future. Amen. He's given us that home in heaven, which is our future. He's given us wisdom. He's given us the word. Remember earlier I said, I want everybody, if you can, if you can possibly, and I'm telling myself too, start somewhere, New Testament, Old Testament, whatever, and just read three or four verses. You know what 2020 vision is in the Bible? Reading 20 verses before and 20 verses after that scripture. Then you can understand that piece a little better. We have wisdom. We have victory over sin. And we have protection. And we go, wait a minute. <laughs> A lot's happening to me. Where's the protection? God's looking at your heart. What are you doing with that situation? I was talking to Greg earlier, and I'll find the scripture if you want it, but it talks about don't pray for that person for that specific sin or that area of their life. You're supposed to pray for everybody and everything right, wrong. The scripture is very clear. It says, don't pray for that person. You're casting your pearls to the swine. And I'll find that scripture for you as well if you want that. But it talks about that because sometimes we're praying for people and praying for people and we're turning blue in the face. Nothing is happening. 
Sometimes it's because something's going on in their own life and heart that they have to go to God about, and they're not. They're wanting you to fix them. They're wanting you to take care of the issue. They want you to do it and be the spiritual one. I'm going to go talk to Becky because I know she's the spiritual one, and she's going to pray for me, and things are going to happen. Well, you know what's going to happen? You're going to come to the truth. You're going to go to the Lord yourself. You see, that's what we want to do. We don't want to be the go-between. Jesus is the only go-between. If we can bring them into the truth, let them go to God and let Jesus be their go-between. He gives us wisdom, provision, guidance. He allows us to pray. We are kept by God. I like Psalm 121. The Lord is the shade on my right hand. I shall not be moved. He neither slumbers nor sleeps. He who holds Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. He is the shade on my right hand. So he is my covering. I love that song, Psalm 121. He gives us freedom from fear. When I prayed earlier, I prayed for a death, hell, and destruction to leave. And I'm also praying that fear go as well. Because fear is right alongside trying to rob you of your joy. You have any fear. We even talk about it in the Bible study. You should not have any fear at all. The kind that destroys you. You know, we go, well, I'm a little concerned about that. No, you're fearing about that. Let's just speak it for what it is, right? Let's just tell the truth. That's that, what's that word you call whatever's? Somewhat. What? Somewhat. That's a somewhat, you know. Um, there's no condemnation when we're in Christ. If you're condemning yourself, if you're mad at yourself, if you're feeling like you're feeling full of guilt and shame and, 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 and you feel awful because of some decisions you made, you know what scripture I love? If your heart condemn you, God is greater than your heart. You can't do nothing that's greater than God's love and mercy and power over your life. You can't do anything as long as you're in, here on the earth breathing. It's all forgivable. He's your advocate. And he gives you an inheritance. Yes, Tom? He gives you an inheritance. But the greatest gift of all is what? John 3.16. Does everybody know it? Read, say it with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now that whosoever is anybody. It could be a Muslim. It could be a... Uh, Pakistanian, it could be a Christian. Ooh, what do you mean a Christian? Oh yeah, there's a lot of Christians that aren't even saved. Because they call themselves Christians doesn't make them a Christian. Amen. Only God can sort it out. We gotta love everybody. We gotta accept everything to a degree. See, the blessings that God gives us, all those things that I listed, are they for us? No, they're for us to use to give to others. They're for us to bless others with. Now I'm going to read the scripture, 1 Peter 4, 8. And above all these things, those things that I just talked to you, have fervent charity among yourselves. Greg spoke on it this morning. Just love, just love. And it says, for charity or love shall cover the multitude of sins. Use hospitality one to another. I saw hospitality over here when Becky sat with, with Jeanette today. 
as every man hath received the gift. What gift? The gift. The Holy Spirit. And then he can start talking to you and using you in a variety of ways. My friend here, Gracie, came up this morning. She pulled me aside. I don't know if you noticed. She gave me the biggest hug and said, I want to pray for you. You need my prayers. I said, yes, I do. I need your prayers. I need your love. Every man that's received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. Do you know that when you open your mouth, you are representing God? So what's coming out? Sometimes you got to go, oops, forgive me, Lord, that just came out of my mouth. Oh, I was in the kitchen. I was in the kitchen the other day. Lucy was cleaning. And I dropped something. I think I dropped, I dropped two things. First time I dropped was some cranberry sauce. It went splattered all over the ground. And what did I say? Oh, bloopity, 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 bloop. What just came out of my mouth? I had to repent right then and there. It just poof right out. It's a four-letter word. It's not, no, not the big, big four-letter word. Just a little four-letter word. Remember that, that little bit, that little bit. Anyways, yeah, that's what whatsoever. So I actually had to, Lord, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for saying that. Has anybody ever slipped with a tongue? I know, we've all done that. That's why the Lord has Jesus. He knows, okay, I already knew you were going to say that. So Jesus was our example, 1 Peter 2.20. For every, and for even here too were you called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow in his steps. And so basically, really, it's our turn. What are we going to do with what Jesus has given to us? The gifts that I had just told you, hope, peace, joy, you know, forgiveness. What are you going to do with other people? So it's our turn. And how do we do that? We share our testimony. We share what God has done in our lives. He says, and that one guy, he got healed. He got so excited about it. He goes, oh, I'm going to go home and tell everybody I'm going to follow you. Jesus says, no, 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 no. I want you to go back home and tell them what I've done for you. There's a lot of people that just want to let go and start following some leader. No, they just, you need to be in your neck of the woods and continue serving God there. You have something that somebody else might want. Do you have something that somebody's asking about and for? You have it to give. Give it to them. Maybe you need to make a phone call. Call somebody. Tell them you're thinking of them. I know about a, a four or five days ago, I called Bren. We, we talked for a little bit on the phone. And we were, I was able to pray for him. I was supposed to go see him. But things didn't work out. But I was able to pray with him on the phone. And he was so receivable. He heard every word. And I knew that the Lord was with him. A phone call can make all the difference in the world to somebody. How about a letter? Have you written a handwritten letter lately? Now, when you do your Christmas cards this year, do you just say your name? I'm sorry. I don't like those cards. I want you to tell me what you're doing. I want you to say something. I want you to give me your phone number. I want you to say, call me anytime. Hey, let's have lunch. All right? I'm telling you right now. If you send me a Christmas card, you better say something of sustenance in there. I'm just saying. 
like to get a card in the mail. You know, my, my grandkids, I have three, and I would send them four or five boxes of presents for the last 12, 14 years. It costs a lot to mail stuff to Alaska. That's where they live there. I didn't even get a thank you card. Has anybody ever given presents and you got zero in return? It's more blessed to give than to receive stuff comes to mind. Well, Lord, that's that one thing that I don't know I can do. I'll talk about that next week. So I'm going to close with a couple of scriptures. Proverbs 19, 17. Whosoever is generous to the poor... Fly. Whosoever is generous to the poor... Is that that fly that was hanging around you, Rebecca? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, whosoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord. Now, what did we do over here? We gave and we gave and we gave of ourselves and our sustenance, didn't we, to the people in need in the area. Do you know that Pokerville Market gave us 30 bags of rolls and 30 French rolls of bread? They knew that they wanted to help support the community. When you lend to the Lord, I don't care who they are over there, they're going to be blessed by the Lord. He says the Lord will repay him for his deed. So everybody that was back here doing something, you know what I wrote down somebody's name this morning? <coughs> Becky. I wrote her name down on this list of stuff because... She didn't help set up as much. She did some cleanup and some things over in the parsons, but she didn't work on the day. But she came in afterwards, and she was the cleanup crew. I said, I like the cleanup crew, and I wrote her name down, and I put cleanup crew. Because you know what? I see everything that happens. You might not know it, but I really do, and I appreciate every single one of you. When I fell on my knees this morning and I prayed, I thank God for every single one of you. Every single one of you. I, I, I was beyond words. But a new commandment, the Lord says, I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Do not withhold good from those people either. You know, there's some people that you don't want to do anything for. Don't hold good from them. Everything we do from the Lord comes from love. 1 Corinthians 16, 14 says it this way, Let all that you do be done in love. So what are your plans for Christmas? Do you have family coming over? Do you have people coming over you haven't seen for a while? I'm going to go on Sunday, next Sunday, to my family. And there's about 35 people in our family, I believe. I haven't seen them in over a year, some of them. So you know how it is when you get together with family. I don't need to say any more. But I'm going to go in there with peace and love and joy in my heart to every single person and treat them all equally. Nobody more than the other. Oh, that person really doesn't like me much, or that person really loves me. Uh-uh. No, no division. I want to love everybody the same. And I hope you do the same. <coughs> we need to remember that every life on this planet is God's gift given. Every person. No matter if they're wearing purple hair or ring in their nose, they've got tattoos all over their bodies, or they have no teeth. We are to look at every life as a valuable gift that God has given. This is the gift that he's given. He's given us. He's given us to this planet. 
He felt like we were able to take care of it. There's a song I want to close with. It was written in 1977. And these words still ring true today. Life is so precious not to take it for granted. Jesus, he thought so too, cause he died for you. Our hearts may be breaking, this world may be shaking, but trusting in Jesus will carry you through. We live in a place that's not our home. We're traveling through to reach our new home. Can you say to the Lord while you've lived in this place, I have followed your footsteps and I've saved by grace. Our hearts may be breaking, this world may be shaking, but trust those who trust in Jesus will carry them through. A home is in heaven in the arms of our Savior. Our prayer is that you will find him too.